When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from a soon-to-be sweltering Studio City, California, this is the Knapsack Files, and I am your host, Ken Knapsack, back for another edition of the classic Knapsack Files, where we sit and interview people and talk about life, the universe, and everything. And I kind of have a theme tonight. I'm kind of trying to work through some stuff. Um, but to help me through that is a returning guest, uh, a, um, a very talented comic and voiceover artist. Uh, he just uh, broke in in a big way into video games with a, a game called Evolve, which we'll talk about um, there. But it is uh, my good friend Lou Santini back on the show. Wow, a return appearance. Yeah. It's nice. One more, I think, uh, by SAG Rules. I start getting paid for these appearances. Luckily, I'm well out of the bounds of any legalities. All right. I am uh, on a ship in a in a bay broadcasting. Uh, so you're back, and you're also literally back. You just got back uh, from doing some traveling. Yep. And uh, also uh, in late 2014 doing some traveling. Yeah. With your mother. Yes, my travel buddy, <laughs> which, you know, we went to uh, England and France in 2010, mm-hmm. uh, Italy last year, because you want to go to one of the most romantic countries in the world with your mother, <laughs> and then uh, we went to, ready, Gettysburg. Is that what, so, I mean, my, you my, went home. Yeah, I went, I went to Ohio, where Ohio. I'm from. I was born in Pittsburgh, but raised mostly in Northeast Ohio, so I went to Ohio to visit mom, there for a day and a half. Drove to Gettysburg, there for three days, two nights, drove back to Ohio. Okay. Now, I'm a big fan of Civil War times and stuff. Oh, you stuff. lose your mind there. Yeah, I haven't had to made that pilgrimage, but I got as far, you know, Tennessee and Virginia, and that's kind of some part of that yeah. that land. So I, I'm intrigued right away. Uh, what What's in the gift shop? <laughs> if they can put Abraham Lincoln's face on it. They had Abraham Lincoln salt and pepper shakers. I'm like, really? And I'm, I said, is that a racist thing there with the pepper being black and the salt so, being white? I'm like, they, is that intentional or is that ironic? These hallowed grounds for 1990. Right. And how many spoons did I see with Abe Lincoln's face, a plate with his face, you know, and then they'll, they'll combine stuff. Abe Lincoln with a 9-11 flag that says never forget. I'm right. like, hey, well, pick, pick, pick your... Uh, he didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget his abolitionist theories. Um, um, what I did not know is Gettysburg's yeah. only a town of 9,000 people. Okay. I can kind of like Cooperstown. It's pretty small. Yeah. Or Park City or something like that. Yeah. So does the whole town just is this part of their 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 the money that gets the town going? Yeah, Are they all know, part of it. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, uh, first of all we stayed in the oldest hotel there it was built in 1797, okay. so it was old but obviously updated with modern conveniences. Mm-hmm. We saw the wasn't the first building, but it is the oldest building. Period. It's a bed and breakfast built like in 1760 something, um, and we took a walking tour of mm-hmm. the city by and I'm not trying to be mean here, but I saw this. This this whole trip, this whole trip to Gettysburg was a yeah. Christmas present to my mother. She loves history, history in general, right. Right. but and she also loves American history. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this sign. Like, take a walking tour. So I'm like, tomorrow, mom, we'll do that. And we walk in, and there is the most out of shape, overweight, gout, edemic, <laughs> goitered, large. <laughs> you could smell the gout. Heavily breathing woman ever. And I said, uh, yes, my mom and I would like to take the walking tour. She goes, oh, okay, great. Thinking she's going to set that up for us. Nope. She's the one who did the tour. <laughs> Let me get my sneakers I on. thought it was going to be some young spry, or at least a guy in a safari hat or something walking us around. Did she stop a few times? We stopped a bunch of times. What are we, what are we looking at? No, I'm just catching my breath. <laughs> um, it, was, it was interesting. Here's the weird part, though. Mm-hmm. Because it was Memorial Day weekend, and I did not book that I just booked it because I'm thinking yeah. my mom's birthday is in April, mine's in May. Plus, you got Mother's Day, always kind of a three in Come one. On. I just like, well, I don't want to do it in June. That's too hot. Yada yada. Yeah. I totally forgot. I always think Memorial Day weekend was the last weekend of of May. It was not. Yeah. 
bikers in town. There's a Harley Davidson dealership nearby, and apparently the guy who owns that like is like the mayor. So it was. I'm not exaggerating. Like a mini Sturgis. I told exactly, and I told my mom. I said, "Mom, is it me or is it louder here than where I live in Los Angeles?" And the tour guide said they actually did a decibel reading there. It's actually because the city's so small and it has a you know the 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 square and the motorcycle. It's actually louder than New York City. By, by with the motorcycle, yeah, with the motorcycle, with wow. the, the motorcycle, yeah. and then that plus, makes for a fun trip because there were so many people and tourists. Because Memorial Day weekend, we have parades and stuff. Then, of course, all the trucks and the beer distributors and stuff yeah. coming in. So it got a little noisy. Got a little noisy. So we got to do the tour, and uh, you know, showing us some of the buildings, and they were showing buildings that still had bullet holes and also shell, shell casings. Really? Stuck into the stuck into the walls. I mean, you're pointing them out. And there'd be signs above it, so you know, yeah. unexploded, yeah. you know, devices like that oh, right wow. in the buildings that, like that. that uh, yeah, I got to get out there. That kind of stuff fascinates me. Just oh, yes. Yeah. Well, me. we uh, I put up a video on my mom's Facebook mm. page of her standing in the battlefield. Yeah, uh, she and I walk the battlefield at night, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's these roads you can walk. I mean, you could walk it, and we saw people like jogging and stuff like that. Too. This, did you do some tasteless reenactment <laughs> reenacting? Well, they actually have reenactments. Take a picture there. of me <laughs> being killed, and there's cannons everywhere and then it, it literally right where certain battalions and groups and stuff they sure. put uh not a plan i'm talking like a monuments these huge monuments yeah. of where they were then there's a big water tower that you can climb up top and just see everything then you have the mm. cemetery are you familiar with jenny wade uh jenny wade jenny wade uh, she was a, a civilian woman uh oh, the, the no. first first civilian uh Female casualty of the Civil War. Okay, she literally was running out, you know, you know, food and bread and water out to these okay. soldiers and stuff. And her house happened to be—it was a duplex. I mean, yeah. extremely small, located right. I mean, right there, a hundred fifty feet from where all the battles were happening. And she, uh, her, she was there with her sister who was uh, pregnant, mm-hmm. and then her mother, and then uh, her sister's a little boy also. And while she was baking food, bread for the soldiers, just for boom. the soldiers, uh, you you can you can literally see the oh, hole that comes yeah. through the building, through the door, and went through her body, and she fell face down in the bread. Right? They have a hole in the door that women stick their ring finger through, and the legend has it: if you do that, you will be proposed to within a year. So my mom did that. Picture <laughs> my mom with Still her finger, my mom with her finger in a, in a door hole or a bullet where someone died. What's their track record on that? Uh, they have. Do they have Excel sheets? They have letters and they have pictures of people. Who successful couples were married now from that? <laughs> it's like it's like e harmony. <laughs> yeah, yeah e bullet. We're gonna talk about some of that stuff later. Yeah. So you're spending time with your mom, and you go to Italy with your mother. And all this to say, you just recently um, published a new book yep. about your uh, wacky conversations. Is the best way I'll describe it. Yep. Wacky, wacky, uh, zady, uh, zady with your mother. The book is called One Hundred One Weird Conversations with Mom, and you can find it on Amazon. Uh, download it on Kindle. You got uh, you got hard copies on the way. I'm going to say there will be. You know what's ironic about that is yeah. like here we are in a world where it's like who needs a book? A book? Right. Why would I want a book? I'll get a Kindle. Yeah. And now that I, ha- I this is my second book on Kindle, and everyone's going, "Do you have hard copy?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" It's a weird thing. I, and and I, I, I I prefer a regular book myself. I I'm that too. But yeah, it, 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 the, the clamor was like no one reads books, right? You know, so I went to Kindle because there was uh, of course when I did my first books, uh, the hard copy thing was not happening yet. Now they have something called Create Space, right? On Kindle that I could do. So I will be doing uh, both books, and when I go on the road to perform and stuff, I'll sell those, and that way I can autograph and so, that kind of thing too. So what, t- take me through the genesis of this book. You know, I just uh, – my mom and I have a very similar sense of humor. You've met her. You, great, you see where lady. You see where I get I see, it from. You see where you get your attitude. <laughs> right, right. Sarcasm, quick wit, biting tongue, that whole thing, you know. And uh, back when I went to England in 2010, mm-hmm. I was you – know, just my mom was just saying weird stuff. And not only was I, you just noticed. Yeah, well, I just, I just, I guess when you're, I guess I, had, when you go to Ohio to visit, I have my time away. I go to the gym. I see my friends or whatever. Right, but when you're right. in England, France, when it's twenty four seven. You're you're in the hotel room together. You're in the right. restaurants together. You have no alone time. <laughs> and you, you go stir crazy. You're in an airplane together. You know, close quarters. So I started posting these conversations, some of them two, three lines long, some right. of them 30 lines long, mm-hmm. but in a format that made for uh, easy readability, where it would be sure. like me, colon, and then what I'd say, yeah, mom, goes, colon, what she'd say. A little script. A little script. 
and maybe one line of setup, like mom and I are on the plane to London, and then here's what happened. And it goes. Just started doing that. Next thing you know, I had people in my acting class, my circle of friends, mm. people coming up to me after shows. Hey, when are you going to see your mom again? I love reading those conversations. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then I get to the point where people who were like friends of friends of friends on right. Facebook who I've never met emailing me. When are you going to see your mom again? I, I, when the holidays come, I race to the computer in the morning <laughs> to see what – I'm like, okay, i got to really start keeping track. I'm really bummed I did not save those from the England-France trip because there were so many. Uh-huh. But I made a point of it from, I'd say, 2000 – what is this? 2013. Okay. Started keeping track, and I, I didn't want to force any of them. Right, right. You yeah, it wasn't like, hey, mom, it. mom yeah. what do you yeah, think yeah. of this? You know, I just, whatever happened, happened. And it's not so much the, it, it, they fall in a couple categories, like either mm-hmm. the subject matter is weird or just the way my mom's brain should just turn. Right. Uh, out of nowhere. She'll ask me, you know, what do you want for dinner? Hey, is so-and-so still alive? I'm like, wait a minute, stop. You just yeah. asked me what I wanted for dinner and her brain will just switch. I don't know if it's as she's getting older <laughs> or, I br- or I bring it out in her or what. That might be a little bit of that. Too. Yeah. So I just decided to keep track of those and i didn't just want to have the 101 conversations sure you got to give some backstory yeah you know i uh i'm an only child for one yeah uh child of twice divorced parents um you know growing up in a small town in ohio moving to a big city you have all that um how i got my comedy background how i got my uh, sense of humor and stuff from her and my dad there's mentions mm-hmm. of my dad and there a lot of a lot of photographs to support and uh, the biggest thing was – the biggest hurdle of it was, was like, well, why should anyone read this book? I'm not famous. I mean sure. to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. In Ohio, more famous in certain circles maybe, yeah. but I'm not by definition a household name. This isn't right. Brad Pitt's 101's Weird Conversation with Mom. Average guy. That's the idea. Right. It's like why should you read a book about some celebrity and their mom just because they're famous? Right. The one thing we all have in common, whether you love her, hate her, like her, maybe not even met her, we all have a mom. Mm. It's it's the mm-hmm. great common denominator. So it's like once you can digest that, you can just sit back and, you know, yeah, I like the idea of, of a reader being able to read that and go, I could picture my mom doing that or something similar to that. Is there a connective thread or narrative? I know some of the conversations I've seen and witnessed are, are random in nature, but <laughs> right. did you start it out? Was it, is it just chronological or b- broken down by category? How do you f- approach writing? I, I thought about doing that. I thought mm. about like, here's conversations about sex. Here's conversations right. about movies, politics, whatever. But I was worried that maybe, well, I like the ones about politics better. I didn't really care for the ones oh, about, okay. about holidays. You know what I mean? I literally, in the order they came in. I mm. might have tweaked like the last three or four because I wanted the last three or four to finish strong, like in comedy. Like in comedy, right? Yeah, you know. And then uh, I, I didn't want to spread it out throughout. I have a few at the very beginning, which I did not count. Mm-hmm. I just these. This is how like you know. I talk about how it really started when I was like, I don't know, six. I'll give you an example. I was yeah. seven years sure. old. Had a smart mouth, you know. And you, you listen. To, you listen to George. You listen to George Carlin. He has that famous joke. How many times do I have to tell you? Six. Crack. <laughs> and I remember, of course, you know, my mom, dad, and I. We would have comedy nights. Right. We'd listen to George Carlin, Steve Martin, Bill Cosby on mm. eight track. That's how old yeah. I am. And we listen to these, and I would memorize these things. So, of course, when my mom's like, "How many times do I have to tell you?" And I'd be like, "Of course, six. six. I thought I was being mature. Maybe eight or nine years old. She lobs me one of those. I take the high road and I don't say anything smart. I went to bed. I got no sleep that night. <laughs> I, I got none. I, I, I just, that's a comedian right there because it's like, yeah. it's always easier to get forgiveness than permission. Just get the joke out, deal with the consequences later. <laughs> at, Didn't, eight, at eight years old, you're in a bed shaking. Oh, you're like, I had my moment. So I, yeah, so I, I come to breakfast the next morning and mom, the saint that she is, literally made me breakfast from kindergarten day one to last day senior year of high school. Gotcha. 18 yeah, I mean, she, she's Cal. It's Cal Ripken Street, mm-hmm. man. I mean, it's, it's that's that's a long time. The, the last breakfast she made me, she goes, "Here, here's your last one. Enjoy it." <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, she made me meals later, but she yeah. had to get up every single morning. Yeah. And I come to the breakfast table, and I obviously looked haggard. You know, I'm tired. I didn't get any sleep. sleep. And my mom's like, "What's wrong, honey?" I said, "Mom, do you remember yesterday when you said such and such, and I didn't say anything smart mouth?" She's like, "Yeah." I said, "Can I just say it and just it, it not?" mean it and just so i can and my mom saw me struggling she's like go ahead and whatever the answer was i just said it with no bile no just i said the words 
All right, now I can go to school and learn. And that's a mom who gets her kid. <laughs> right, right. That's right, a mom, right. and that's how it starts. That's that's how that, it's the back and forth that chemistry. You've always had that. Then and again, you're an only child, so you, it, this is a long time in the making. Sure. Yeah, and I've seen you guys work together. Your mom has a very good sense of humor, but also the ability to just kind of take some guff and roll with it. She doesn't get easily offended. She right. gets easily shocked a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or like uh, you know, I've heard her react to you that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Well, a lot of tisks. Really Just. on my Facebook posts. <laughs> Usually, when you word use words to describe parts of the female anatomy <laughs> in front of your mother. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your mother's reaction to this book? She had no idea. Now, this is a sweet story. Yeah. Of how you got it done? Yeah. I, this, I, I, this alone should make people buy the book. Yeah. I, I kept it secret for two and a half years. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell her. Right. I didn't tell. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know. You I didn't mean, know. You were my I mean, best friend. Easily assumed that oh hey he's got this good property it's like you know shit my dad says or something I could have you know you wouldn't have shocked me right but you were working on it in complete secret plausible deniability yeah all involved I just didn't want to I mean there were so many times although idea too is I released it on Mother's Day this is where you all say oh yeah I released it on Mother's Day I needed to have it done by the end of March because then you have to format it for Kindle and that takes some time there's typos, things like that. I had our good friend Mike Beatrice write the foreword because he has a very similar relationship with his mother who is right. suffering from uh, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So I figured it's perfect. You know, he's a good writer. He has a bond with his mom. And no coincidence, my mom and I were in England for nine days, France for one. The very same week that Mike Beatrice and his mom were in Ireland for nine days, England for one. Right. We managed to all four of us get together, and there's a great picture of us at Paddington, uh, the Paddington Pub. Right. Yeah, the, the yeah the pride of Paddington. That's what it's called in Paddington Square. And yeah. uh, we traded moms for an evening, <laughs> and we you know they got to meet each other, and uh, it was just it was one of those great moments. Great so moments. I had Mike write the forward, etched a memory. So then, so you released this book on Mother's Day. What's your mother's reaction? Oh, she. I don't uh, know this part of the story. Yeah, yet. yeah. She, you know, what's funny is I, I, I sent her flowers, and then the card I wrote. I had to time it. Oh, you ready for this? First of all, Mother's Day is on a Sunday. Yeah. They don't deliver flowers on Sunday. Who doesn't? The the person I ordered them from. Mr. Flowers? Mr. (laughs) Flowers. And going back, I I am all about the small mom and pop. There's a woman that I've been ordering flowers from since I was 18 years old in Ohio. Yeah. Every time I call her, I'm like, no way, is she still alive? Yep, she picked up. She was old then. So I called her, and she's like, we don't deliver Sunday. I said, all right, have them delivered late on Saturday. So late on Saturday, in the card, I wrote, Check your Facebook tomorrow morning, right. keeping in mind that my mom's time zone is three hours ahead. All right. So the night before that, I had to make sure I was up yeah. late enough to, to, to put it up on Facebook and everything. She so when there. she woke up, even though I'd be sound asleep, that she'd wake up to see that. Yeah. She wakes up at 7, 7.30. I wake up about 9.30 LA time. I call her up, wish her happy Mother's Day, and you can tell she is done crying <laughs> and uh she and i said i said well i hope you enjoy it she goes i read the whole thing already <laughs> and by the way it's not a long book folks it's uh, yeah well that's part of the design yeah too. that's part that's the, the idea the appeal right right this isn't some you know uh, you know no one's dying or anything in this book it's just a it's a it's a light-hearted fun book and like i said sure i'm an only child you've got brothers and so you got sisters a sister, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Have, you have a sister so it's it's not just for only children yeah. it's anyone who's got a mom yeah 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 the epilogue she died <laughs> <laughs> she was she was later killed by a bullet uh so it's a great story it's 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 entertaining uh to see these two in action. I want you guys, uh, the Knapsack Files listeners, go give it a look on Amazon. 101 Weird Conversations with Mom. Maybe when uh, she comes out here for Thanksgiving, we can both be on. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be entertaining. <laughs> if you could use some of those words in front of her. Uh, hey, I discussed anal sex on <laughs> National Lampoon Comedy Radio with her sitting right next to me so we can discuss <laughs> anything. It isn't, uh, didn't she have to explain to like your great aunt or something what a squirter was after <laughs> one of your comedy? Yeah, right. One of your comedy skits? Yeah, she, she saw me perform in Ohio and I did a little bit about the, the squirter and uh, my mom said she's on the ride home with my aunt and there's this long awkward silence and my mom's like what'd you think oh he's really good really funny long pause I don't understand what a squirter is oh no <laughs> so my mom had to no. explain what her to oh. her 77 year old sister what a squirter oh, man why no. wasn't I in the car for that uh, well that's a good transition to the what I wanted to bring you on today um um uh, yeah. I'm going through a transition in my life, and and some people are really encouraging me to get out of uh, my shell a little bit and maybe start uh, getting back into the romantic world, into the dating world, a world I've never been in. And I, the first time you were on the show, I think we touched on the fact that I consider you one of the world's 
as daters. Uh, I've been, got to see it in, in close action here. If we're going by sheer numbers, maybe. Numbers well, might be it. <laughs> might be, might, it successes? Might, yeah, yeah, well, it's a shotgun effect. So this, I'm going to do a series of interviews. I'm going to bring some of my other uh, friends on who I consider just as uh, uh, successful in their own ways, and they might be scoundrels. Uh, Josh McCuga, Tom Dagnino, some of those people from the Schmoes world. But uh, you're the first I wanted to bring on because, number one, we co-wrote a movie based on many of your dating foibles yep. and successes and failures, dramatic failures. Um, uh, the movie's called, called 30, Docs, uh, 30, Docs, 30 Dates on Craigslist, 30 Doc for short. And you can follow that on Twitter at 30 Doc Movie. It's also got a YouTube channel. You can see four scenes from the movie uh, that we are currently de- developing. And that was uh, your idea based on your – well, some of it was based on your stand-up act. Right. Some Craigslist stuff, right. which was not you, but real ads. But a lot of it was based on on you. Right. So I, I I don't even know where to dive in, other than um, how, how do you just you you've met girls in parking lots? Oh man. yeah, I, I I take me through that. I've stuff. never start there. You know what's funny? All through I, I was a, I was I was a very late bloomer when it comes to one dating women. I've seen your pictures, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> the mullets, the big perms. <laughs> The, the high Z Cavaricci pants. The beak. Yeah, the beak. My you didn't grow into your face. 5'10", 125 pounds. <laughs> I, know, I was ripped. Um, but it wasn't, you know, honestly, yeah. being on the radio, my, by the time I got to my third radio station right. and I had a little bit of fame, whatever that had been, sure, it made it easier. I didn't have to try as hard and that gave me some confidence okay. and next thing you know, I was able to talk to girls more. It wasn't like I was, hey, you know, I'm on the radio. It wasn't that. You didn't, do, but you felt, did you ever feel dirty that, you know, I'm not talking about that where you're like, hey, I'm uh, Louis Santini. No, but, I never opened with that, but just they found out and it's, you know. And that, and that gave you a leg up and you never feel like, oh, that's, that's an unfair advantage? No. Okay. Because uh, the way I see it, I, it's time for payback. So I, just, <laughs> I, I went 22 years without any good dates or sex yeah. or anything else. 21 okay. in 10 months, I should say. I, I come from – because like in the Schmoes world, uh, if you go to – if I go to a convention, we get a little bit of play. Yeah. People like us, most of them young men in their late teens, early 20s. Sure. So not my bag. But um, I, I don't know. Some of the other team members have – Profited yeah. from our status, yeah. and I have not yet, or not because of I just have a there's a sting to a stink to it I can't get over. Um, that's probably me. So no, I, 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 like I said, I never said hi. I'm Lou Santini. I'm on the radio at Rock 107 or WMS. Oh, I never God. ever ever did that. But what it did do is like, well, if I had the confidence to talk on the radio with a million people listening every 15 minutes, yeah. and do personal appearances in front of 20,000 people, I certainly could talk to this girl, you know. And what's the worst that could happen? Oh no, she doesn't like me. Fine, move yeah. on, you know. Yeah, then that's always kind of the, the aspect. What are some of the more random meetings you you've had? Uh, well, one that was uh, that we used in the in the movie. I met this one uh, at a Trader Joe's parking lot. That's the one I remember more. Yeah, than I think. the, yeah, ger- yeah, the yeah. germaphobe. She yeah. was a germaphobe and uh, really pretty, just the typical curvy Latin exotic looking thing. She right. gives me her card with her number. I look at her card and after she leaves, I'm like, oh wow, a relationship therapist or something like that on her card. Like, wow, this will be drama free. Uh, yeah. you know, cutting through the BS or whatever. And uh, took her out on a date. Went to a lounge. She ordered a mar- uh, martini. I got my whiskey. We're sitting at the lounge, and uh, it's a kind of lounge like I'm sitting next to her on these big couches. And there's a guy with his date to my right, mm-hmm. and probably a couple to the girl's left. And uh, her hands on my thigh, very high up on my thigh. Go time. Squeezing my leg. Mm-hmm. We're going, you know, a little bit of alcoholic lubricant there. Yeah. And uh, I go in for a kiss, and she literally put her hand <laughs> flat between my lips and her lip. And she waited until it got close. Right, yeah. She couldn't close. have done that, like, stop me earlier. Like she Indiana went, Jones getting his hat <laughs> under the door. Just like. <laughs> a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. I think I heard that music. But it's like she, it was like a sliding door and start to. Yeah. Right there. And she goes. I, and she said it like she had repeated this like a mantra a thousand times. Yeah. I'm sorry I cannot kiss you. My body is so clean from pure living that kissing you would prove to be catastrophic. And the fact that I was able to memorize that <laughs> 10 years ago, whatever that was, I mean, it, it would prove to be. Not it, w- to it be. would be. It would prove to be catastrophic. She, I don't know what I was more bothered by, the sentiment or the choice of words or the fact that this sounds so rehearsed. <laughs> you, you were dating Travolta and the boy in the bubble. <laughs> And I said, and I said, oh, I know you don't smoke, and I don't do any drug. I don't smoke. I said, you know, pretty clean guy. Yeah, yeah. And she's, and she goes, well, I'm a vegetarian. I only eat organic. Yeah. I said, well, I know a lot of people. And she goes, well, and I said, but you're drinking a martini. 
Right. And she goes, well, I allow myself the one vice. And I said, so... Not kissing. Not kissing. I mean, even on the cheek, she was right. like that. I go, I said, knowing that, A, I never want to see this girl again. Yeah. I figure, what, what's the worst that can happen? And what's funny, by the way, when she said that, the guy who Next was sitting to my right, he overheard it, of course, and I hear him say, dude... <laughs> like you know, it's like, I never even know this guy. He's like, run, just get yeah, out of there, run, man. So uh, I said, I, I need to know what do you do for affection? Yeah, what do you do for? I you, mean, she's on a she's date a grown woman, and she's, she's a rela- gorgeous. Boobs are hanging out. Yeah. yeah, relationship expert is it? Yeah, and, and she she goes, I enjoy hugging and 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 and, and what she say like massage and all that. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ! I don't want to hear the I don't want to hear the thing that was supposed to be the alternative to sex when we were growing yeah, up. Yeah. And those are the things we yeah. had to do instead uh, of that. Sheet with holes and cutting it. Uh, oh my! Yeah. So, but uh, that how many how many women have you met in a parking lot? Sounds wrong. Um, yeah, uh, I met one at Vons, the grocery store. Grocery stores, by the way, it's are a hotbed. It's an expertise. I'm telling you, it, it's a social setting. It's very easy to strike up a conversation. Uh, whether it's mm-hmm. hey, where's the ketchup, or you know, hey, want me to reach that for you? Or nice cucumbers, <laughs> nice melons. Ha ha ha. In last week's episode of the Knapsack Files, we interviewed Roxy Stryer, and that we stumbled on. She gets asked out all the time, as, as, as a young, attractive woman would, and she says most of the time it's in grocery stores. So here's the flip side of it. You're like, that's breeding ground. That's yeah. it. That's a target-rich environment. By the way, I always say go there. I'm saying get dressed up, but be showered. Don't have a baseball hat on. <laughs> a little bit of cologne doesn't hurt. <laughs> you know. And there's also certain times of the day. I mean, not that I sure. I, I, I grocery shop when I try to. I hate, I hate grocery shopping, yeah. so I try to go when there's the least amount of people. But sometimes my schedule just doesn't allow it. But yeah. I do know. When it's super busy, like let's say people go grocery shopping after work, yeah, they ain't time. They don't have time to screw around. Right, they, they get my groceries, get the hell out of here, it's so I go day. home and eat and cook the dinner, or whatever. You go during the midday when yeah. people are on tight of schedule and all the housewives are out <laughs> on the single woman <laughs> around. I'm telling you, this is a show. This is your. I'm show. telling you, uh, I met a girl at the laundromat. Uh, really? Yeah. Though, I, and I did. Do you know that that was one of my oldest bits ever about going to the laundromat. Never felt more attractive or better looking my entire. It's, God, it's, it might even before I really saw you. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I, I think yeah. I, you know what? I think I might have written that joke 15 years ago. I okay. didn't, didn't know yeah, you yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I the, the washer and dryer in my apartment building at the time was broke. I had to get some laundry done. There was one within walking distance. I'm like, I'll just go down there. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Smoking hot Latin girl doing the same thing, and she put in enough laundry for. Of course, she yeah. probably had thirty-seven brothers and sisters. Yeah, and uh, she, she goes, "How much time do you got?" And this is after we've been talking for right, a while. Right. This was the first thing she yeah, said. Well, yeah, it comes out of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not Cinemax. Yeah, and uh, I said, "I just got this, and uh, you got to dry it, so I got to be here at least an hour, hour and a half." And she goes, "Do you want to get some pizza over here, Little Tony's? Yeah, in North Hollywood. Yeah, went to Little Tony's." And she, she's like, she goes, I don't know about you, but I feel like having some drinks. So we had some drinks. And your laundry, by now it's in the dryer. By, by now the laundry's <laughs> stolen. It's, like, <laughs> it's gone. And I was able to walk to yeah. the laundromat from where I, I lived. Uh-huh. So she goes, like, where do you live? I go, right there. She goes, let's go. And there you go. Wow. Yeah. And, and, right and, 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 by, and, by, and by the way, uh, we dated for about five months. Get out of here. We dated for about five months. Get the hell out of <laughs> And I've witnessed things. See, I, I always say there's just some... Aura around me that I probably put on there myself that I don't get approached. I don't get to. I I I believe that because and the reason one of the reasons I believe that is because I've seen you in action when you don't even know you're in action. Yeah, I guess so. I've seen you do comedy and you're very funny and talented and that's that's that that's a good thing to begin with. But I, that one girl at the Opgrat show who oh, was staring you God. down. Staring you down. I thought she was going to murder you. I thought I had to step in between you and her. Yeah, I was getting eye raped, as you said. Yeah, it was. Yeah, all seriousness. This was, and then she she ends up at our pub, and then uh, starts crying, started calling you her yeah. boyfriend, a guy out back. Yeah, it was a little weird. A month later, she was in our house. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, but not. I never like to break the magic, but you and I share a uh, domicile sure. in a very platonic, uh, heterosexual fashion. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that disclaimer. Yeah, well, I have to. How clean you keep this place? I have to <laughs> let people know. Um, so I've come back, and this girl, I thought she had broken in or something. She's sitting right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're trying to think of some other weird, weird, weird ones. Uh, the laundromat. Uh, shows are one of them. You know, I have to say, though, as I get older, I don't really, you know, that's the problem. I meet a girl I really like. You probably go, you probably take home every girl you meet after a show. I'm like, I really don't. I, 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 there, there was I can a, vouch for that that you don't. There yeah, was yeah, a time yeah. where, I, th- I mean, honestly, I can count on one hand with fingers left over that's happened because right. what's weird is if I meet a girl and I really like her and she finds out I'm a comedian, an entertainer, or whatever, and then she likes me, 
yeah. even more because of that, great. But mm-hmm. I don't want someone who just saw me doing a 10-minute spot, you right, know. Right. A feature spot. A feature spot. <laughs> how, how about – You only date headlining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you remember when I dated Shiva? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, met her, I met her at the Hollywood Improv. I wasn't even performing that night. I was watching her. She was so drunk she was eating ketchup. And like I happened to, to yeah, and, I, and I love ketchup being from Pittsburgh. And I, I, I saw this girl was just, I just saw a girl who was like, wow, this girl's really drunk. She's going to need a cab or something. So I make sure I got her put in a cab. Right. I made sure she got home safely. Never saw her again. Never thought about it. Later on, total coincidence. I was at a steakhouse in Woodland Hills. There she was. And she, I didn't hear that part of it. Yeah, okay. and she was she was she's the, she was the manager of a steakhouse in Woodland Hills, and I happened to pop in there after I did a corporate wow. gig or something. And she goes, "I know you," and I I couldn't remember. I'm like, "I know you." I <laughs> oh wait, you're the girl licking ketchup on the table. <laughs> and she's like, "Aren't you a comedian?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh no way!" And she's like, "That was so sweet." We dated for about a year. A little a little fate maybe at that point. There, there's that stuff. There's the parking lots. There, there was the one time I uh, you I came home and there was a. Young lady on uh, on on the couch wrapped in a blanket who thought I was a murderer coming into the house and because you weren't in the room yeah and I said hello to her she just stared back at me and you come out uh, comment down and I said hey where'd you meet that one you're like the, the, uh, the chiropractor I'm like oh she worked there no in the parking lot yeah. So I dated my chiropractor's assistant a few years ago. Great girl, I remember her. Yeah. Uh, so to, uh, in a little bit of an advice fashion, so how does a guy, not necessarily me, but how does a guy without being lecherous or or because sure. uh, you're getting these dates, it's not like you're creeping these girls out. Eh, maybe one or two you creep sure. out, but you don't count those ones. Yeah. How do you, how do you turn it up from hi hi in the parking lot to numbers numbers you're on the couch wrapped in a blanket? I don't think I've ever said hi to a girl is my first line. I okay. think there's some you know I, I'll tell you about another girl I met. I dated a very famous director's ex wife. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, I was at the ten items or less checkout grocery store. Here we go again. And it was just a weird coincidence. I had like a bottle of whiskey, toothpaste. And some kind of ingredient for something I was cooking at home that I clearly needed, or whatever. cucumbers and condoms. Right, right. <laughs> and she and and she she's behind me in line, and she goes, "Nice combination of food there." And I looked at what she had, and she had like, you know, toilet paper, right. lettuce, and <laughs> something really bizarre. I go, "Huffage." Right. Yeah. She had a bottle of wine, and I and I go, "I could say the same about." But you, yeah. Now she actually said the first thing there. There was mm-hmm. no high. So then I check out, and then on my way out, I got a text or a phone call. It delayed me for a second. She happened to be right behind me, and then she goes, "Hey, if you want to bring your bottle of whiskey over, I have my wine. I'll make you dinner." Wow! And turned out to be a spectacular cook. And I was always bummed about that's the one that got away. When in terms of like, man, she could sure she could cook. She could cook. And we dated for a while, but I can't. I just can't even imagine they that eliminate themselves. To, if they eliminate themselves for you, yeah, which is one of the themes of Thirty Dates on Craigslist, exactly. Um, how how many? What's the number wise the most dates you've had in a week with different women? If you can, he's 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 uh, pondering, folks. He, legal reasons he might not want to reveal this. I guess my biggest word is like define a date. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I mean, well, that's actually a great question. Yes, because I dated a girl a while back. Mm-hmm. This is a long time ago. She goes, I can't have sex with you until I've 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 uh, known you ninety days. Right. That was some dumb like, bullshit rule she like said, some right? Forty old virgin plot point, right? Yeah. And I said, I said, well, suppose I see you for eighty-eight consecutive days in a row, which would be impossible, right? And then, then I don't see you for those two other days until right. a month goes by. And she goes, well, and I said, well, what if I do? I have to. I can't see you for the full twenty-four hours. So what if I see you for an ice cream cone one day, and the next day we go to an amusement park? What counts? Yeah. What counts? And then after I shot her theater down, she's like, oh yeah. By the second date, we were having sex. She, <laughs> she goes, I thought about what you said. It was stupid. I'm like, yeah, because I was the only guy to call her on. But it. that's a good point because I've had this. Uh, uh, there's, uh, you know, my friend Alicia doesn't really date. She just hangs out, and then friendships form, and then connections form, and then and I'm kind of always been like that. That that too. Uh, that's why I've gotten to a lot of things at work just because I've built up the rapport and my nervousness or all the stuff that I normally have with women goes away and my real me comes out and, and this and that. Not that that's wrong, but it's how it happens. Um, but there's always a question of what is dating and yeah. what is it and what is a date and what is a proper date? Well, that's the thing. I, when I was on the radio, my third station, the question of the night was, what's the difference between dating, hanging out, going together and, and and there was one other one I forget. And what here's the funny thing: I took questions from men and women for one hour. I probably had hundreds of calls. Right. I don't think two answers were the same. Right. 
I don't think to answer. This is why no one's on the same page. And by the way, to digress, folks, I've seen Ken with women. I know his female friends. I've sure, seen him with sure. other women, too. The things that he says he comes across as nervous or whatever, I don't see it. I I think that's in his own I think, head. I, think it's I don't see head. it because there's yeah. so many times my other friends mm-hmm. see girls that are with Ken, mm-hmm. and we all say, yeah, they should be dating, or they could be dating, or right. they should have sex, or they could have sex <laughs> if one of them would just make a move. But you, you're, you're Ryan Reynolds and just friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be a little bit <laughs> at, of that. at the beginning. You go on your lunch dates and you do nice things and you're there for there them. You go. Yeah, no. yeah. No, no. I, I know you're right. You're right. You're right. And that's what I mean when I talk about what is actually dating. Do you even consider? And I've I've heard you go on. I'm meeting a girl for lunch. Yes. You, do you not consider that a, a date? I really don't. But I, I, I you know, is, is and a pre date? Sure, sure. It's mm-hmm. a pre interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seinfeld. He said. He said dating is just a job interview where you might be naked at the end of it. And it just, I complete just, this phone interview before yeah, we keep going. I, you know what? As I, funny mm. thing is, is sure I meet women in parking lots and I have these funny sure, stories. Sure, sure, you sure. and I wrote this movie together, but yeah. I am still very old fashioned in that when the time comes after I flirted with the girl, I think she might like me. I do say the words. I would like, you know, I would like to take you to dinner sometime, or I would like, would you like to go to dinner sometime? And yes. I, and I'm sorry, I'm old fashioned. I like to pick the girl up. I understand it's 2015. Can I meet you there? That's a red flag for me because that means she might like me, but she's not 100. percent Well, I've heard a lot of women, and these are some women. Yeah, you're right. These are very uh, 2015. We are in a gender equality charge time, and, and I get it. I'm behind all that too. But but when it comes to some something like this, I've heard some of those female friends of mine who are very. Uh, uh, you know, uh, gender equality and all that good stuff, and that's their political campaigns of choices. And I, again, it's awesome. But I've heard those very women say, "I just men men don't take me, don't go out on dates. They, they they don't basically man up in their own words and and go. It's just all this hanging out and trying to get no, get with I, me into bed. No, no. I will say this: there are certain women's like I don't want to. As I, you and I have said before, it's an away game, not a home game. Sure. I mean, if you're going to close, do it at her house so you can escape. <laughs> don't don't bring about the window. Don't bring that here. And there's something nice to be said about hanging out with uh, with a good company of a woman till two in the morning, drinking whiskey or something yeah. like that. That's not. Not discounting that, but in terms of proper dates, what you're saying, the old-fashioned way. If you I will. do ask women, which I, you know, I, 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 I don't even ask a question. It's just like in comedy. I never yeah. ask a question. I don't want an answer to. Hey, you guys ready to have a good time tonight? No. Great. You have some. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah, I don't ask women. Would you like to go out for dinner sometime? I say I would like to take you out for dinner sometime. Rather than, or I like, I, I would like to take you out for dinner this week. And all right, so she's not available this week, or maybe she's not even sure she's interested yet. Right. Well, now it's in her head. Right. And it's not a trick, it's not a ploy. I say it when I mean it. And I like to pick her up, and I like to nail down. Here's, here's what I won't do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'd like mm-hmm. to take you out to dinner sometime. Okay, cool. How's uh, this week looking for you? Friday's good. And then Friday, we get closer to Friday. Hey, you got a time in mind? What time you get off work? Whatever. Can I get back to you? Guess what? You're out. <laughs> You're out of the car. No, because look, yeah. it's like, you know, what I hear yeah. is, uh, I'm waiting to see if something better is happening. Something better's coming up. And Which is an L.A. problem for sure. But, it's an L.A. problem for sure. But it's a, probably elsewhere. Too. I'm sure it is. But uh, I'm like, no, I'm out. And you instantly go from girl that I might be interested in dating to girl I either never want to see again or girl right. like, well, we're just going to hang out and if it gets physical, fantastic, but whatever. I had this I had this conversation when I was in my hometown with my, my friend Matt and we were talking about some of his problems with women. And I was like, look, man, and I don't do it either over the last 15, 20 years of my adult romantic life. But you have got to this girl that you're talking about because he had a girl he's interested in and he was like uh, i'm gonna we're, we're, we got a lunch scheduled i'm like you're done you're out if what your end game if you just want a good companion or you want to go have lunch and that's it that's not bad but i knew what he wanted which was an actual date and a declaration it's mo going hey midge i'm here to declare my intentions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I think it is, and that's where you're touching I, on. I ask her a lot. I open doors for her. I open the door for her in the car when we go out. I do that. I do that not on the first date. I do that in relationships. I've, yeah. I dated, I've had two four-year relationships. I was engaged once. To the very last day, I open car doors getting in and out of the Girls in my car, I say, wait here. I get out of the car. I walk around. Mm. I open the door for her. It's not a, a gimmick. I enjoy. You yeah. know, it's funny. All those 101 weird conversations with mom things I would post. I'm telling you. 50 female mm-hmm. comments I've had over the years. You can really tell how a man treats a woman by how he treats his mother. That's so endearing. Nothing sexier than a man who's good to his mom. Right. I hear that constantly. Yeah. Uh, Mike Beatrice, he said yeah. he's heard the same thing. Yeah. You know, he heard it from his wife. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That's why I stopped hitting my mother. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she stopped hitting back. <laughs> um, and now this, I've always said you're such a good dater that it's, I think, it's led to some problems in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, well, we can't go into details. We won't to protect the innocent. But you've had a couple of women, I think, declare their love for you sooner than maybe you thought they should have. And it was puzzling to you. And I kept saying, you're, those women all share some traits. They're... Uh, they're a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had bad relationships or marriages or things in the past. Yep. Um, and it's not like you're the next rebound, but you create for them versus the, you always say, I have, I have a lot more fun with the younger girls. Yeah. And I think I pieced it together where you are creating a wonderful romantic environment that's a little, uh, a little movie-like. In a way, and and I think not that they're they're not dumb women. One of them was very uh, powerful, high up on a, on a corporate chain on a big sure. job. Um, they're just kind of getting swept up in it. Yeah, and I think it, it, so. In some way, it's backfired. You created a little bit of drama for you, but again, that's why I say you're a really good dater. Yeah, well, it's the thing. My mom busts my balls about that. Why do you date these young girls? I'm like, because the young girls don't have baby fever. <laughs> and did you ever see the movie? Oh, uh, Kevin Costner. Oh man, uh, the, the the woman who was in the uh, Joan Allen, yeah, and her husband. She she thinks her husband's run out on her. Turns out he just happened to go for a jog out in the woods and yeah. died. Yeah, sorry to ruin the movie, folks. <laughs> but anyway, Mike Binder's in that movie, okay. small part, and he's dating Joan Allen's nineteen-year-old daughter, and he's like forty. Right, right. And she's like, "Why do you have to date these young women?" And and he. Was trying to be nice, but Joan Allen's being such a bitch in this movie, he finally yeah. lets her have it. He goes, you know why? Because they're appreciative. I take them out and they go, oh, look, a steak. Tee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joan Allen smacks him in the face. He was being a real dick to her. You know, and it, was, it was her daughter. But you know, he, he goes, because they're just appreciative. They're happy to see sure. me. You know, they just, you know yeah. that thing, too. So there is an element of that. But I also like having something in common to talk. Look, I've dated women close to my age who are yeah. so immature and I have nothing in common with. And yeah. I have to end it. Other ones who are half my age that yeah. I'm like, wow, how you're, you're that old? What's the, uh, without revealing your age now, what's the youngest you'll go right now <laughs> right now right now uh drinking age is good <laughs> <laughs> drinking age will get it done <laughs> you know now for a serious relationship i don't know i mean like i said you, right. you look at it right now and you go well, it's not a problem right now then i do start to think all right when i'm 70 how old is she and she's sure. not gonna want to be around some 70 year old guy sure. when she's in the prime whatever I, yeah i get it you know mm-hmm. um I really – I know it sounds like a cliche. I don't care about your age. I don't care that if you have a child. I've dated women with children. Right. Uh, I don't care that you're divorced as long as you get along with your divorced husband because if by some chance mm-hmm. we move date, forward, yeah. we move forward, we marry, and you have to trade off your child and share custody, I don't mm-hmm. want some dickbag being around me every week. Ex-husband issues are a problem. Who, yeah. right, who does – who wants to deal with that? Yeah. I'd, you ready for this? Dated the girl this long before I knew you. She had a kid, admitted that to me. I'm like, great. Go out on our first date, second date. Uh, And then she goes, I need to tell you something, which is always a good sign. And she goes, I don't have just one child. I went, oh, okay. She goes, I have five. Mm -hmm. She didn't jump from one to two. Not even three. She went to five. Five packs. One with one guy, one with another, twins with another, and then I'm like – whoa. I'm out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Am I I a bad guy? I am out. On the other hand, how do you, how as a woman like that, how do you tell someone I have five Uh, children to four, three, four different men? Yeah, I get it. I I can see her perspective. I can see your perspective. She wants to go out and date. Yeah. Didn't you also have a, uh, didn't you also have a a woman uh, reveal her age much older than it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw this woman. uh, I was, I was, I was emceeing a corporate event. Mm Mm-hmm. Picture an Asian Dolly Parton in her prime. That's a thing. Yeah. There you go. Take a minute. Here you go. <laughs> Put it together. Yeah. And I'm looking and at this girl. I, I was 30, 37, 38 at the time. I'm okay. thinking, I'm thinking this girl's 30 tops. Yeah. Beautiful. Just not a wrinkle. Just flawless, beautiful. Big smile, whatever. Date her. Great. Go out for a while. It's going great. And uh, I said, how old are you, by the way? Because she referenced some time period. And I said, she, I said hey, you're 30. Calvin Coolidge? Yeah. I said, what are you, 38? And she goes, uh, yeah, well, yeah, close to that. And I go, what? She goes, I'm more like 40. I'm like, oh, okay. Dropped. Question. Months go Ask by. Yeah. Months go by. I'm actually really liking this girl a lot. Yeah. She goes, I need to tell you something. Like, Uh-oh. Here she goes, go. I'm actually older than 40. I guess. She goes, I'm more like 50. Three. <laughs> okay. 
keeping in mind, <laughs> my mom was 55 at the time. And But first of all, she's 53. She had had two... Looks ch- 30, apparently. Looks 30. She had had two children. Mm-hmm. One of, both, of her, both were grown. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to sound callous here. One mm-hmm. was grown and one had been tragically killed by a random stray bullet just driving in his car. And her ex-husband had died of brain cancer. Oh, wow. And this was the most wow. positive, happy, cheerful, right. life-affirming woman I had met in a long time. I think that's what I admired about her. Her strength and her positivity and everything. Right. And you know, and for my birthday, she even wanted to bring in a, her female neighbor next door for my birthday present. <laughs> now, is that a gamer or what? She's going the distance. <laughs> and she just fell off the face of the earth. I still do after this that. And I, we were, if things were going so well. Because and I, of, I mean, what did you tell her? Get out of here! No, no nothing. I said, I, I said. She goes, "Are you mad?" I said, "Well, I'm not mad that you're that old." I said, "You, you, right. you're positive. You're energetic. You're, you're, you think young. Yeah, I would have never guessed it. It doesn't bother me in the least. I just wish you would have told me at the beginning. That's right. all." And That's I all. dropped it. It's amazing what men will put up with, and not. I'm not saying if the sex is good. I'm saying it's amazing what men will put up with if the woman's just cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by that I mean, yeah, you know, just Loki. Here's a woman by all rights could be a drama queen. Right. Lost a son tragically. Do mind his own business driving a car. Right. Lost an ex-husband to brain cancer. If anyone deserves to have drama, it's this woman. It's- and these a girl now these days. My cell phone doesn't work. <laughs> they lose their mind, <laughs> and then it's and then it's your problem. Right. Right. Um, what uh, What else do you got? I brought homework. You got Ken. homework. I'd like to see this. What uh, you got for us? A friend of mine, a female yeah. friend of mine on mm-hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. total coincidence that you brought this topic as you do the show. Yeah. She, it's a it's a female friend who put up an article on from foxnews.com okay. written by a female, and that top subject is why men won't marry you. Gotcha. Okay. okay. My female friend on Facebook, she's in the military. Okay. okay, you know, and you're cute, a, cute, context, very right? cute girl, petite girl, you know, just in military, you know, serving her country, uh, you know, heart of gold. She sends me, uh, she puts up a thing written by a woman why men won't marry. I'm going to paraphrase some of the things here. Mm-hmm. Why are men here? Uh, why are men here and abroad avoiding the altar? Okay. Uh, number one, because they can. She says men used to marry to have sex in a family. They married for love too, but they had to marry to get that girl before taking her to bed, or at least work really, really hard to wear her down. Those days are over. Times have changed. Times good have good changed. Good or bad, times have changed. Right. And it says in a world where women do not say no, the man is never forced to settle down and make serious choices. Okay. 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 Number two, because there's nothing in it for them. <laughs> and I'm quoting the article here, written by a woman. Okay. As she says, Ann Coulter? Yeah, no. It says, What exactly does marriage offer men today? Mo- right. Men know there's a good chance they'll lose their friends, their respect, their space, their sex life, their money, and if it all goes wrong, their family in case of a divorce. Sure. Right? They don't want to enter a legal contract with someone who could effectively take half their savings, pension, and property when the honeymoon period is over. Uh, men aren't whipping out by staying unmarried or being commitment phobes, they're just being smart. Smart business. Okay. Um, unlike women, men lose all power after they say I do. I mean, you think about that for a second. Right. You know, a woman gets married, all of a sudden she's bonding with her man. She's, she's that right. much stronger. It's a unit or whatever. And I think, you know, I'm not saying all, but not all. No. But, but it does. Um, in the span, and I love this point so much, I know you're going to agree. In the span of just a few decades, America has demoted men from respectable providers and protectors of the family to superfluous buffoons. Today's sitcoms and commercials routinely paint a portrait of the idiot husband whose wife is smarter and more capable than he. <laughs> I actually have a list of products and companies that I will not use or patronize if yeah. they make men look stupid on te- television. Right. I won't do it. Now, yeah. sure, I'll happily act in their commercials. If <laughs> but I will not buy their products. That's I just, just won't. Business. I just won't. Um, they said if women no longer expected or even want men to, quote, take care of them, since women can do everything men can do and better, thank you very much, feminism. Perhaps the flip side is the assumption that women don't need to take care of husbands either. And if no one's taking care of anyone, why the hell marry? Hmm. Now, a, by the way. process and all that. And yeah. I, this is not a um, uh, Lucy Antini is not anti-marriage uh, right. he is not anti-love he's not anti-relationship mm-hmm. I am not anti-commitment mm-hmm. but I'm saying for me if I'm going to do it I'm going to do it once and one time only and if that right. doesn't work I'm out Yeah, uh, I'm, I've met plenty of women I've dated some women I think you and I have some mutual f- female friends who they themselves say I will never get married or yep. never get married again yeah yeah the upcoming post-divorce some of them are like no I totally get 
get back to it, brothers. Yeah, I've, I've heard. And, and they're not anti-love. They're not no, anti-men. No. They're not anti-relationship. They're just like, no. Nope, Ma- marriage changes everything. I mean, there's some. <clears throat> to me, there's some truths in that. The the this this battle for equality, which is is great in many areas. Uh, I'm not saying that you need to keep the roles the same from 1840, but I'm just yeah. I as a man feel um, if I don't have a certain list of checkpoints by me, me too. that I'm out of it. And that's part of my self-loathing issues or I just don't feel like I'm worth it. Now, you know, friends like you around me uh, help convince me otherwise. But that's – so that that I feel as though there's nothing I can provide for a marriage. So that kind of battles in because I've, I've – yeah, and then I'm just the buffoon, uh, you know, buying Star Wars. Uh, you know, so there's some truth to that there. Well, like I said too. It's deep like, stuff, but it's true. You know, I, I keep hearing about equal partners. So I want to be equal partners, equal partners. Well, then you're going to start paying for some of the checks. Why? Why is your time more valuable than mine? And right. it's like, on the one hand, yes, I like to ask the woman out. I open the car door for you. If I ask you out, I am paying. Right. I, I'm paying. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I mean, hey, Ken, you want to go to lunch? I'm asking you to go to lunch. Yeah. I'm going to pay for your lunch. Yeah. You know, I, but it, it, say, especially when I'm dating. But if a girl – and I've had women ask me out. I don't know if yeah. women's asked, women have asked you out before. Uh, never. Never. Okay. I have women ask me out before, or I get that we should get together sometime, which is nice and cryptic. That's a cryptic, vague area. Yeah, that's, that's, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. like I bring a coupon. Right. Well, not only that, it's like, do you mean to get together to fool around? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go out for drinks? Be specific. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and, and by the way, ladies, there you go. Get a taste of what it's like to be a man. You have to be specific. And with yeah. all the. Pre- if I hear a woman one more time, dating is so hard, especially female comics. Right. Dating is so hard. Dating in LA is so hard. How is hard, dating hard for women? Yeah. All you have to do is show up. We have to ask you out, pick the place, pick you up, pay for everything, get you home on time, and you get to decide if you want to have sex or kiss us or whatever. Where is the hard part for you? And you're out on a date. Everyone's looking their best. You're dressing your best. You smell good. You might get laid. You might get a kiss. Where's the, why is dating so horrible for people? I I I I I can't get into. I it, love the I, I love the excitement love, of a first date. I love it. That okay. You, and and you, dating, dating. The, the, the dating phase. I love that part because you're you're getting dressed up. You're on your best behavior. No one's no one's farted in front of anybody yet. <laughs> you know you're, you're you know, no one knows all the bad yeah. stuff about you. I love that part. Yeah, I understand I, why people hate dating. I always say relationships change forever. The moment the first person, first time someone comes out of the bathroom and says, "Don't go in there." It's, <laughs> over. it's done. It's never the yeah. same again. Okay, a little switch of subject though. Get back to fans on hotels. Uh, Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lou and I have a running tally of all the hotels in the greater Southern California or even uh, England and Italy of all the hotels that don't provide decent fan coverage in the bathrooms. I'm sorry if I was president. That'd be Act 1. All <laughs> hotels have fans from the crappiest paid-by-the-hour motel to the yeah. five-star I, hotels. I have been – And in- not even if the fan does anything and sucks up smell, it should just make noise. Noise. Ken, I was in a hotel that was built in 1797 in Gettysburg. It had a fan. Had a fan? You were in Vegas. You did not have a fan. I had to stay uh, at a lovely trip with a, with a woman. Uh, it went to Paris, Las Vegas. Um, and also we stayed – the same one we stayed at the Venetian, and it was a great time. Loved those trips. But, man, there was some anxiety when I got in there, and these were suites. One of them was a suite, so it's bi-level, split. There's a couch, Echo-y. tables. And there's a giant. Oh, this is a big bathroom. Yeah, that it was like a hall in in, in England castle, English <laughs> castle, and and not a fan in it. Not yeah. even a 1797 in Gettysburg. They should just have a light switch that just makes a noise. Yes. <laughs> Construction sound. Something. I don't, I don't care if it's a, a, an alarm that goes pooping, pooping, pooping. <laughs> something that just covers the actual sound. Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything about the smell. It happens. We're all yeah, human here. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. but I sorry to take That's, you off track. We're digressed talking about yeah. poop fans. But, uh, <laughs> but, but to hear you say it, uh, you enjoy dating. And I do. That is rare. For me to hear, I don't hear that a lot in this town. You don't. You don't enjoy I, dating. Uh, no. Well, I, I myself have uh, have never been what I on a what I consider an actual date. Believe it or Come not. Come on. Believe it or not, never have. Come on. Two long term relationships uh, going back now to 2006. Prior to that, you know some of my struggles uh, and, and uh, lack of resume uh, in that area. Um, no, I've never been like, hey, I would like to take you to. Maybe a that'll be the one when you actually say that. That maybe, that, maybe that's the one. That'll be the know. one. And that's part of the reason I'm doing this show, and I'm going do another series of shows on this too we'll you need to a, have a man and a woman yeah on this that, well that's yeah, part of this yeah. is this one's coming together I, I want I, I want to find out because you are one of the only ones and you actually now have said it it's on record you enjoy dating and a lot of people it, it is a, a laborious act why do you enjoy it take me through the the joy of dating 
I just, I, it's like, I wonder what she's going to wear. I wonder what her attitude is going to be like. I hope the restaurant's good. You know, you, you, I like the, look, you know me, I'm an organized guy. Yeah. I enjoy like, ooh, I made reservations. Gonna be, <laughs> if the reservations are at 7, I have to pick her up at 6.15 to get there by 6.45. Wow. You know, that's all, I, I enjoy wow. that part of it. I really Th- do. That to, that to me would be the part that everyone hates, the <laughs> nervousness, the bubble guts. Nah. Am I, am I going to look good in my car? Did my 2004 Camry going to yeah, stand up no, to the I, challenge? I, I, on a first date, unless the weather is really crap, I go out, get the car washed, get the inside exceptionally clean, you know, because, man, there's nothing better on a first date when a girl notices those little efforts. She's right. like, wow, your car's really clean. I'm like, yeah, score yeah. one for me. I, I don't, honestly, I don't even care if I get laid that night. I'm like, she noticed my car is clean. I'm good. <laughs> get in my car. You're going to go, is that a bottle from 1989? <laughs> is that an ear? Yeah, what um, is that? By the way, to answer your question, uh, yeah. how many dates a week? Ten. In one week. Ten in one week. Ten in one week. I was waiting for that. Ten different women in one week. I forgot to answer that question. How is that humanly possible? I I don't know how I stacked that deck. I think what it was is I think I maybe had three or four scheduled that week, and some had canceled the week before for whatever reason, and then you wind up overlapping, and I'm like... You know, and this wasn't Mm. like last week, everybody, you know, but, you know, I've I've, I've had three or four in a week recently. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've seen you in action. Yeah. Uh, Heard you in action, whatever. Um, So, no, so you enjoy this dating. You you don't, I mean, you feed on maybe the nervousness, and you're a performer too, so you're maybe used to it, but but, uh, the nervousness, the pre-performance jitters. You you are also a Rolodex. Uh, Kids, we used to have Rolodexes before smartphones. (laughs) You're a Rolodex of like restaurants to go to, lunch spots. Do you have like a chart in your room? That's the other thing too. I like finding out, you know, what's your favorite type of food. I like Italian. Boom, got one. I like Thai. I like something like tapas. I, I, I like, you know, girls like, you know, I really like Olive Garden. Nice knowing you. You know, I just uh, can't, you know, do it, huh? can't do it. Can't I, do it. I don't go to chain hottest restaurants. Gooder, hottest girl in the world. Selma so, Hayek. Selma Hayek, I might make an exception <laughs> to. Uh, but uh, I, I would just, like a summon bread. <laughs> I like unlimited garlic sticks. <laughs> Keep the salad coming. This is Penelope Cruz. Yeah. I'd like to go to Friday. By the way, my, my Latin sounds just like my Indian, which uh, <laughs> it sounds exactly the same. Uh, no, I just, you know, it, I like, no one's like, you know, what, is there a plan afterwards? You know, am right. I, might I, if she says, yeah, come get me, mm-hmm. I think, and there's probably, not that I'm expecting sex on the first date. I really don't. It's it's just a benefit, a fringe benefit. <laughs> it's just but there is something to be said. If she's like, can I meet you at your house? Well, the okay. tide's tipped in my favor a little bit there. From, from the get-go. From, from like the, date one. From date one. Date one. Date one. Okay. I, I like right. to think, and I'm no Casanova. Mm-hmm. I like to think. Close. I I like to think that if we've gone out and mm-hmm. you're in my apartment and we've had a couple drinks you know how odds change throughout the NBA yeah, season yeah. on which team's going to win the NBA championship. Cavs started out at sixty to one at the beginning of this year, and now yeah. they're two to one. Yeah, I like to think by the time we've had a couple of drinks here in my apartment, it's it's game it's, on. It's three to one odds. You, you don't have any hard set uh, moves. M- move not moves, necessarily moves, lines. but like I've had some guys like if a girl comes in my house, clothes is coming off. You're, you're not oh, that. No. You're not a Neanderthal. No, no, you're no. not like that. But you're thinking in your head. You're like, have you ever? Has it ever not happened? You got her back to the place. Absolutely. Drinks, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. A, I've had, and I've had some that it just, you know, I've had some. Uh, I had a friend over here recently. She slept in my bed. She had too much to drink. I slept right. on my own couch. Right. I, you know, and that was a date. That was just friends. I've had friends over that have slept in my bed that I have not been in bed with. So, yeah, yes. friends. Friends. Dates. Yeah, well, dates. I mean, and I've I, look, I would like to think you've also had the dates that came over that I just want to sleep next to you. Uh-huh. I guess there's a time and a place for that. I'm down for that every now and then. But ladies, I got to tell you, you're sending a really mixed signal there. Yeah, yeah. And don't don't get all weirded out if later on the man asks you out. You did want to sleep next to him. Right, that's, right. That's you're kicking the tires. You're testing yeah. things. Kick. Tom, like as he said, a man wants to have sex with you to decide if he, you're cool enough to wants to continue dating you, and a woman right. wants to date you for a while to see if she wants to have sex with you. In America, but uh, hanging around with a couple of Australians and some other people, the, other countries, it's the other way around. It's it's it is that let's have sex and then we'll figure it out after that. Let's yeah. see if that works first. I will a lot of countries. I will say a good fifty one percent. I don't know mm-hmm. the exact percentage, but I will say the majority of my long term relationships, whatever you want to call those, four months or exclusive relationships, sure. but that way, have had sex within the first three dates. Okay, and all the ones that you know lingered. Lingered. You know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. My yeah. most recent one. We waited too long. By then, didn't happen. Yeah, you know, we we dated for a year and a half, but right. it just you know it's like what do we do? Yeah. Look, ladies, if you want to have sex, just have sex. 
Sure. Stop. Sure. You, you, well, I'm not going to think, you know, why that if I have to hear that if men have sex with a lot of women, he's a stud, but if woman puts out early, she's a slut. No, you're not. Right. You're not. Just yeah. stop with that. That, that. You're just you're trying to give yourself an easy out to well, not have sex with well, us. Well, one might argue that that's a, a label maybe uh, men have put on on women, but but what I agree with what you're saying, which is let's all just kind of move past that. And you, as a woman, if you want something, come tell me, come get it, and I'll do the same with you. And we won't cross any lines. I ain't going to force a thing on you. Uh, nothing's dropping in that drink. We're going to have this naturally. If you want it, come get it too. I will have just as much respect, if not more. And and you'll make me less nervous as well. Now, I will take that one step farther. I have turned down many women who have come on too strong sexually. Okay, explain. Because I'm trying to prop women up, and you're you're saying, hey, back up. No, I've had had some like, all right, slow it down, whether maybe they had too much to drink and they're sloppy, or maybe just because they – I think they have to – I'm one of the guys. Okay. I'm one of the guys. I, yeah, yeah. I just, I just take me home and do me, man. It's all I'm like, uh, <laughs> all yeah, right, yeah, large yeah. marks. Yeah, really, and Lee Iacocca after uh, you know a hard day or something. It's like, come on, you know. It's like there is something I do like feminine women. I'm, I'm not saying you sure, have to play sure. the the victim or anything. I'm just saying I, I you know, mm-hmm. uh, lady in public, whore in the bedroom, that whole thing that you hear okay. in a million different songs. Yeah. But there is such a thing. It, look, it's 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 chemistry, and there are men who like that type of women. It's really. It's uh, it, it's also it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game for you. It's a number game, numbers <laughs> game for you. What do, you still do the move where you touch the lower back? God, I I don't know how I got that uh, reputation. Oh, by doing it a lot. Yeah, by by doing it. Well, <laughs> uh, back in the back in the day when uh, my good friend Tom Conley, Sean Bailey, and Mike Ontiveros, mm-hmm. uh, the three of them were living together in this gigantic four level five balcony apartment in Redondo Beach, and they right. would have these parties three times a year. And I would, you know, drive in from Studio City, and we'd crash. We'd have sometimes 40, 50, 60 people at these parties. Right. Apparently, it's not even conscious. I have a few drinks in me. I like a girl. I, I don't have my arm around her shoulder like she's my. I just do this real light <laughs> grazing in your lower back. And then one day, Sean's like, "Look, Lou's doing the Lou move again." And I'm like, "What am I doing?" And I'm like, "No, do I do that?" And they showed me photographic evidence. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, "I'll be damned! I do, do that." But I, I was at a, it was at a Super Bowl. I want to say it was uh, either Steelers Seahawks or Steelers Seahawks. Yeah, that, that was at Franco's. Franco's. It yeah. was. It was at Franco's. Okay. And so it was after the game. Okay. And um, if the Steelers won, you were going to be happy. So that, I think that makes sense. It wasn't the Giants Patriots. <laughs> right. Right. I think we all got kicked out after that one. Yeah. Um, and I sat there watching this. Uh, you talking to this girl, talking to this girl. Then you're standing up. You guys are standing up, laughing, joking. And there goes your hand. I know. There goes your hand. Lower it's, back. It's like that hammer. The doctor hits your knee with the hammer. My, just, yeah. I, I just I do it. And uh, <laughs> I. What's funny is here's the best part. Mm-hmm. At one of those parties, I met one of the great loves of my life. The one that one of the ones that got away. British yeah. girl. British girl, yeah. And uh, we went from zero to there. There you go. Uh, we went from zero to relationship in a day. And she was right. she was touring all over, uh, you know, exploring all over the United States, and we just hit it off. And I asked my friends, I'm like, am I just imagining this, or am I just over romanticizing this because she's visiting and I know she's right. standing? They're like, no, you guys are totally in sync. Right. And uh, I remember I, I did. I guess I did the Lou move, and one of my females was like. Lou, really, stop touching her back. She does not like that. <laughs> and, of course, I closed that night, and we dated yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. for an entire month. I'm like, hey, uh, Nicola, wrong. <laughs> wrong. The move works. <laughs> Fear the hand. The move works. Well, uh, that's uh, part of – we could go on and on, and I think we will. I think we'll do more of this dating roundtable. I'm fascinated with it. I deal with it a lot, being a single man myself, surrounded by a lot of single people in this town, still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a sibling of what is a date, and, and do men – Men be men, but also this is modern times. Don't be too strong of a man. Women be proud, but don't be crazy. Yeah. It is a hard, hard, hard. There's no real right answer. I do know what works for you, uh, and uh, it's amazing. Your numbers are you're doing quite well. Uh, do you have an Excel sheet of all the women you've ever dated? You should. Yeah, I, I got it. Organized as you are, no? I, I, nah, sorry. Maybe I you just, should start one. Yeah, I, you know, I used to keep a track, but uh, I, that, that could be your next book. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that could be your little skit you write. Right. <laughs> right. Some skits about dating. Do some skits about dating. Oh. Um, and then, of course, uh, a lot of Lou's experiences. We didn't even begin or touch. I want to get onto that one point about the nipple biter. Oh, yeah. Um, it's uh, all on the trailers on uh, 30 Dates on Craigslist, the movie on YouTube. Yeah, uh, uh, the movie and then 30 Duck movie on Twitter if you follow us there. Um, and uh, we're, it's still in development, but it's some funny stuff. And uh, believe me, a lot of material to call and put onto the page. 
page uh, taken from this man's dating life. So check that out. 30 dates on Craigslist, 30 Duck Movie on Twitter. Uh, and, and of course, don't, don't forget to buy Lou's book. 101 Weird Conversations with Mom on Amazon. Also, uh, How to Go from Wedding Hell to Wedding Bells. Your wedding shouldn't need a survival guide. That's on uh, on Amazon as well. That's right. If you get past dating to marriage, <laughs> Luke, Luke can help you in that <laughs> as well. Tell you how not to do your do your wedding. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Lou Santini. That's or right. just go to LouSantini.com. That's right. Uh, me, at Cat Napsock. And, of course, uh, Napsock Files is on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Do me a favor. Subscribe, rate, and review on there. So many different shows on this network we're having a lot of fun bringing you a lot of different things in both geekdom and in life so it was good to sit down with my good buddy Lou Santini and talk about life the universe and meeting women in parking lots so until next time this has been the Knapsack Files <laughs>